Hello, welcome once again to The Undoing, a therapy session podcast, a weekly episode podcast on the HBO television series, The Undoing, uh, produced by David E. Kelly. Uh, this is based off of a book called You Should Have Known by Gene Korolitz. Uh, the episodes are every Sunday night at 9 p.m. And uh, this latest episode happened to be on uh, November 15th, 2020. And we are recording this on uh, November 18th, 2020. I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state, let me rephrase, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you, sir? Doing well. How about you? Doing all right. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how are you, sir? Thankful we're not doing Lovecraft Country. <laughs> that show's never going to go away. <laughs> no, no. And I have a feeling it's going to be like uh, Abe with, uh, oh, man, what was that oh, movie? The Gallows. The Gallows. Oh. Gallows. Yeah, uh, I was uh, actually uh, speaking of, of Lovecraft Country. Uh, I was editing the Sputnik episode for Dark Discussions podcast that uh, myself and Barrett and a number of other co-hosts were on. And at the end, we have a... Uh, a 15 minute discussion of how horrible the Lovecraft country is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I brought it up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah I, think, I think you did. Well, no, no. Uh, I was saying, uh, Mike, uh, what other podcasts, uh, oh, that's myself, right. you and Barrett do. And, and then, then, uh, Mike goes, Oh, uh, what? Oh, sorry. I wasn't paying attention or something. And Barrett goes, oh, you don't want to pay attention because you don't want to even talk about the show. <laughs> and then, we, then we talk for 10, 15 minutes and I keep on saying, ah, oh, I don't even want to talk about it now because I have to talk an hour about it or two hours about it next week. <laughs> so, anyway, that's a terrible show. We're not here to talk about that show. We're talking about The Undoing, which is the show that has replaced Lovecraft Country on HBO. Uh, but however, for folks that are curious, uh, we are part of the Dark Discussions Network, which is WWE www.darkdiscussions.com that's the website uh, you can find uh, the podcast right on the website or you can go to uh, basically the undoing a therapy session podcast wherever podcasts are found uh, this podcast also uh, is under a couple other feeds as well it's actually under the dark discussions podcast feed and it's also under the dark discussions network of podcast feeds why is that uh, well the undoing a therapy session podcast is a feed that just has this podcast on it. The Dark Discussions podcast feed has all the podcasts that myself, Barrett, or Kevin are participants on. And then uh, the Dark Discussions network of podcasts is uh, the feed that has like 35 different podcasts with multiple hosts that are all just part of the Dark Discussions network. Um, we do have an email, darkdiscussions.aol.com, or just the contact form on Dark Discussions. Dot com and, and uh, you can email us and we'll read your message on the podcast. Also, uh, we have a, a Twitter, Dark Discussion One, where you can uh, follow us there. And then we have a uh, Dark Discussions Podcast Facebook group where you can join in the discussion about the undoing or any other genre topics, such as basically uh, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, techno thrillers, mystery, grindhouse, art house, midnight movies, cult films, and foreign films. Uh, so I uh, hope to hear from folks on Facebook, Twitter, or especially email. Um, 
Now, uh, we were talking last week. Uh, yeah, they they about the the numbers. Uh, Nielsen or, or something screwed up. Um, and actually, yeah, last week's episode, Do No Harm, where we only they only recorded like two hundred ninety thousand people watching it. That was not the case. Barrett made a point that he heard that it was over one point three million. Uh, Wikipedia has now uh, updated it to nine hundred thousand. Uh, and uh, this week, See No Evil uh, jumped uh, big to 1.12 million people, uh, similar to uh, Discovery of Witches when that first premiered on uh, the Sky Network in the UK. Uh, so the show is yeah growing uh, considerably um, in viewership um, from original of 0.67 a million so 670,000 basically now it's it's almost, uh, actually doubled uh, doubled its viewing by the fourth episode so it's uh, actually one of the highest growing grossing uh, shows on HBO right now um, so yes yeah, becoming popular and there may be a reason why but we'll discuss that in a little bit um, this episode was called do no I'm sorry see no evil see no evil and it is the fourth episode out of six, so we only have two more episodes. Um, so the next two episodes will be during the, the, the holiday weekend of Thanksgiving U.S. of A. Um, so let's go around and discuss uh, what we thought about this episode. So uh, let's start with you, Kevin. You just actually said you watched it like right before we started recording. A couple hours ago, yeah. Um, it Well, like usual, this is a good show, good episode. Um, it's hard for me to say which episode we've seen so far i think is the best because well they're all good um just trying to think of uh, i mean great performances by everybody you know um i mean there, there's not a dud in the lot they, they all they all are doing a, a, a great job it's just uh i'm just very impressed that that's all i can say donald sutherland hits it out of the park again uh, but then they all do. And so this, like I said, is just as good as last week's. All right. Very good. Yeah. Um, for me, um, yeah, this is a good question that uh, Kevin just asked, which is, which is the best episode of the season so far? And there's been four episodes and it's pretty hard. Uh, and the, the thing is, is that in my opinion, uh, the best to the worst is very minimal. I mean, they're, they're basically all on a plateau. So, you know, they all, if you, if you have a, a taste test of four different foods, they all taste really good. Um, and you have to rank them, you know, you're forced to rank them because someone's saying you have, you're forced to rank them, but technically, um, you know, if you went to a restaurant, you would have any of the four because they're all, uh, pretty much equal in quality. And, uh, that's similar here. They're, they're all uh, prime rib in quality, all four of them. And, um, this episode doesn't disappoint either. Uh, the acting was superb, uh, direction, uh, production values, um, story, uh, everything. It's, uh, it was really good. Uh, so uh, the show is, is still um, on top of its game, and uh, it's not surprising that it has literally doubled its audience from episode one to uh, the fourth episode in the season. So, yeah, uh, I recommend. Um, so there's not much more to say than what you guys have said. Um, I'm going to have to agree with everything. It's the show has been just solid every single episode. There's no worst or best. It's like one constant 
show with nothing, no filler. It's just good. Um, and Donald Sutherland, I think I was saying to you on IMs that this might be one of his best roles ever. He is just doing a phenomenal job. But they're all great actors. So I, I just can't rave about this show enough. It's really good. All right, very well. Uh, before we get into uh, uh, the plot and such, because uh, we're going to spoil everything, discuss specifics, our thoughts, our, our, our predictions, and things of that nature. Um, so if you're here listening to the podcast, we're already assuming that you've, you've watched the show uh, because you know, you're here to see if other people have figured out things that maybe you are trying to figure out. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, David E. Kelly, we were mentioning, uh, he's the showrunner. Uh, he actually just had a brand new television show released yesterday um, on ABC in the US of A called Big Sky. And uh, myself and uh, Barrett have actually already seen the first episode of that. And since uh, David E. Kelly is the showrunner of The Undoing, uh, I think we, we can get into that for a couple of minutes. Um, now, Barrett, uh, myself and you already discussed a little bit offline, but uh, what was your thoughts on Big Sky? I thought it was a very good first episode. Um, it's not. I wouldn't put it on par necessarily with uh, the undoing as far as like it's it's not quite that high a quality for me. Um, it's good. And I really enjoyed the first episode, um, but I just don't want to get people's expectations to where, yeah, the undoing is the same. No, it's not quite as good, um, but it is good. I really like the first episode has some good mystery going on. I'm not sure where it's going to go yet. And some big surprises in the first episode. Right, right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Uh, it's it's a really an enjoyable show. Uh, I thought it was an excellent program, and uh, my wife and I both liked, liked it, and, and we're going to continue watching it uh, going forward. Um, it, it, Yeah, it's, it's obviously not as great as, as a show like The Undoing, which has Academy Award quality uh, performers in it, such as Nicole Kidman and Donald Sutherland. Uh, but, but it's still... Uh, a really good show, and uh, it did have some big surprises. Uh, folks who are curious what Big Sky is, it takes place in Montana. Big Sky is is like the nickname for the state of Montana because uh, uh, it's a lot of uh, um, farmland and, and uh, cattle land and whatnot. And so you, you know, the, it's the Big Sky, Big Sky country. So uh, they named it Big Sky, and basically it's about uh, a possible serial killer that is ta- has captured around twelve girls in the past or young woman, I should say, in the past uh, two years. And uh, there's private, two private detectives and an ex-cop uh, out to try to figure out uh, who the, the uh, bad folk is and where the, the missing uh, woman happened to be. And uh, so that's pretty much it. It's going to be a mystery, psychological thriller, police procedural type of show uh, in Montana. Uh, though, though, as us, the audience, it appears that we're, we're going to know already who, who the bad guys are. The question is, how many more twists will, they, will it lead to? What type of bad guys are they and what, why are they doing it? So, yep. uh, uh, it'll be uh, curious. So, uh, yep, uh, another show by David E. Kelly, probably one of the most successful uh, TV pr- uh, showrunners in, in television history, or at least in the modern 
uh, H. Uh, and uh, yeah, it looks like he has another hit going on ABC. Uh, all right, let's get back into uh, the Undoing, uh, which is his uh, present show uh, that he's has uh, here on on uh, HBO, and that we're here to discuss. Um, all right, what do we want to discuss? How do we want to talk about it? What points and aspects do we want to discuss? I think I'll throw this out first, which is who's the murderer? Has, <laughs> has anybody figured it out yet? No, no. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. No. I have... uh, every time I lean a certain way, something pulls me away from them. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed with the beginning of this episode because the cliffhanger from the last episode um, wasn't as dramatic at the beginning of this episode because they, they started off like saying, all right, they've already ruled you out uh, as, as an issue there. But basically what happens is the cliffhanger from last week, if, as everybody who's listening to this podcast probably already knows, uh, Nicole Kidman's character happened to be uh, walking in the area of the murder the night of the murder and why was she in Spanish Harlem at, you know, uh, one or two in the morning or whatever the heck it was. Um, because that just doesn't make any sense for someone that lived, lives down near, you know, Park Avenue and Broadway and all that. So, um, that was like, uh Oh, and then they cut the credits. And then this week they, uh, you know, cut from the, the opening song and they're already talking about how, She's already back at home, and she's already ruled out as maybe the murderer, but at least they still think she may be partly involved. Um, well, they think she's hiding something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still thinking that she could be the murderer. Uh, there's part of me that does, but then there's part of me that's – they keep giving these little dream sequences she has that makes her more suspicious, but it's just – it's it's really hard to say she's the murderer, knowing that the cops don't think she's the actual murderer. <laughs> right. Yeah, because these dream sequences is where she sees uh, Aline. Is it Aline? Or Elena? Elena. Yeah, Elena being murdered. Uh, and they have a dream sequence of, of Elena um, painting what appears to be a portrait of Nicole Kidman and it was Nicole Kidman there. Um, and then they have, you know, various, all these little stream sequences, but they could be her thoughts of how it was rather than yeah. her actually having been there when these things occurred. Yeah. I was wondering, I was thinking that too. Really. I mean, cause I mean, I know, um, and I know we were we were talking about this last week that she seems to be it's almost like flashbacks, but maybe it's just her kind of imagining what what happened and she's just trying to piece it together in her head. Right, right, exactly. And so that's what I originally thought. But then when I rewatched the episodes, I always come to the conclusion that, hold it, those may not be those imaginary scenarios as, as you know, myself and, and you are thinking Kevin, and maybe they actually are her thoughts. Oh, of what awesome. happened. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I don't know. You know, obviously there, it's definitely intentional screenwriting to make us wonder. Um, some people may feel it's cheaper. Some people may even feel that um, 
why even imagine those things, but but they are effective scenes and they do add to the mystery of uh, the plot and, and who may or may not be involved. Um, so you're right. They, I think they, they could either, they could just be simply red herrings to make us think that Nicole Kidman is guilty or that she isn't. And she's just imagining them, right? It depends on your perspective, how you take, take them. Well, there's so. a lot more involvement between all the characters than, you know, we keep getting more and more involvement. <laughs> So from from the husband of the dead woman of Elena following her to um, Hugh Grant's character going to see the baby. I mean, well, he didn't go to see the baby. He went to confront the husband. Well, yeah, he did. But it, you know, it's just there's a lot. And you find out that he's he's seen the baby before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot more involvement. <laughs> so it's hard, harder and harder to say who might have done it. Well, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to throw this out, and it's specifically because of the last scene of the episode, and not, and it's not the television interview. It's the people who are watching the, the TV, and there's a scene where Donald Sutherland, Nicole Kidman, her, her son, Sylvia, and Sylvia's daughter are together in Donald Sutherland's uh home watching it and the thing that made me suddenly question is Sylvia's guilty and I'll tell you why because she it appears because I originally thought she she must have had one but it appears that she has no husband Um, we haven't met him once and if he's she's there over her friend's house watching the interview with her daughter and the husband's not there, that means there probably isn't a husband involved or at least important to uh, her character at this moment. And her looking at him in the courtroom, that look they had, but her and, and, and Jonathan, and then also her doing law work for Jonathan about his, uh, I guess, mistakes at the hospital, to put it politely, um, without telling her best friend that she's doing it, even though technically, you know, if you're being hired as a lawyer, it's still, you know, privileged information. It's making me think maybe she was having an affair also with Jonathan and that she may be involved. Yeah, we had talked about that a uh, an episode or two ago and um how i had talked about how it just felt weird her the way she was interacting with him so I, i'm i'm on that board too <laughs> what about you kevin what, what do you think of the sylvia character again they don't focus on her as much obviously but she's focused on enough that she happens to be one of the characters that could possibly be uh, the murderer, and the thing is, is, is in a show like this, we only have about, you know, a hand less than ten people, uh, maybe even less than eight people that could have done it unless they decide to make a do ex machina, uh, which is probably highly unlikely because a lot of folks would be disappointed if it was just some random character like a janitor that, or or electrician or or the next door neighbor that you know or the engineer that that or computer program, you know, whatever, you know, that would kind of be a cheat. So 
they've only introduced a handful of characters. So unless it's a real obscure character like one of the other group of friends that she has, Grace has, it would would kind of point to Sylvia as possibly the 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 murderer, even though we don't really have any hard evidence that it would be her, except they've introduced her more than anybody else and still kept her as a secondary character. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it is possible that it's her. Um, I don't, um, I don't deny that that's a definite possibility because, um, I think you were, the thing is, is like we were talking, like you were mentioning that, uh, she she may be a minor character, and I'm using air quotes in minor, but it's just she's been a character enough that um, she's a she's a character enough that she that she's consistent, that she's that she's there like mm-hmm. all the time. And so she may be just the uh, I, I mean, I can almost see it where you can see Nicole Kidman look at her and say, but you were my friend. I thought I could trust you. You know, it's like, I I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm half expecting that to come in. Yeah. And so I'm half expecting the wait you, it was you, you know, you were my friend. It, I thought it was, yeah, that sort of thing. So, um, she is definitely on my, on my list of, of suspects. I don't, um, the problem, I mean, it's, Hugh Grant, I don't think he did it. Um, I mean, shows like this, it's just too obvious. Um, hey, wait, what about this? Maybe Sylvia has a thing for Nicole Kidman's character and killed Elena to frame frame him, Jonathan, so that she could get Nicole Kidman. Just a thought. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> I, 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 just, I, I don't... I, I don't think so. Um, well, there, I mean, and it's interesting because I mean, I'm really curious about what is going, what was going through Elena's head because, well, other than a, other than a hammer. Um, but <laughs> I'm sorry, that was sick. But, um, well, I mean, the thing is, is that we, we find out, uh, and we find out that Elena painted a picture of Nicole Kidman's, uh, okay, Elena painted a picture of Grace. Let's try to use character names here. Elena tried to painted a picture of Grace, and from what we saw, it was a very detailed, like very well done uh, with detail of Nicole Kidman, and it looked like she was not wearing a whole lot, if anything. And, um, no, I think you're mistaken. I think yeah, I think, I think so was- too. Yeah, she was wearing. And that could could have come from a picture. She could paint a painting from a picture. Well, I so. from the painting from the picture that I saw, it looked like Nicole Kidman's hair was over her breasts. No, no, it, it, no. well, it, it was, be, but, but she, she was wearing clothes like clothes. Yeah, like yeah, she had red, a shirt or and, something. and like a vest or something on. Yeah, because okay. it looked like she she wasn't, but maybe maybe I just. I mean, what my whole point is, because I mean, because Nicole Kidman later on said that she painted that Elena painted a picture of her in real specific detail. I mean, that that wasn't her saying, 
oh yeah, you know, she got the color of my vest right. It it almost sounded like Nicole Kidman was saying, or Grace was saying, that, you know, Elena painted a picture of her in the nude. Yeah, I I, I think you you misunderstood because that, well, I think she was talking about how the likeness what was was right on, not yeah, yeah. She, just the she was, yeah, that's 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 what I, uh because because based off of the picture um, and and uh, I, I too rewatched part of it er, uh, earlier today. Uh, the picture was with her in like a, a blouse with like a green or or uh, dark okay vest type jacket or something on that. I mean the the painting, the painting. Yeah, no, no, I I get that, I get that. It yeah. just but the the whole but but, the but whole, it's still weird. But it was like, weird. Why would she, yeah. Why, yeah. Why would she paint right. someone unless yeah, you know, maybe she thought, you know, Nicole Kidman's character, Grace, one of the first, was, like you said, was to talk, use the character names. Grace is a really good looking woman. Um, she would be perfect to, to, to use as, as a model, just as a facial model, uh, never mind uh, anything else. And so, yeah, she did it. But it's still eccentric because she's banging Grace's husband. That's the thing that makes it eccentric because I could see someone just drawing a picture of someone that they know or know of because they're an artist and they just like to do that. And, and if they find a, a subject that's interesting, they do it, you know, just as they do it, you know, when they sit in a park and they see someone's feeding the birds, they'll, they'll draw that person feeding the birds. They don't know that person or they know them just barely. And yet they're still doing the likeness and painting it. But here, the thing that makes it really eccentric is she's banging the husband. So well, if, picture, I mean, the cold, the cold kid, Grace's, um, uh, it, the, the, the face of Grace, I mean, it almost looks like she, she took a picture of her, like when she wasn't noticing, and right. then she, she did the picture from that. I mean, that's that, at least that's what it looks like. I mean, but that's the, what I got. yeah. And so, um, I don't know. It's it, like I said, it's, it, it is a bit creepy. Um, I mean, I'd be a little creeped out if, if somebody did that, uh, it's like to me or to my wife. Um, but, uh, so they said, you know, Grace could not have done it because I, th I think the reason why they ruled her out is because they had her, they had pictures of her in a lot of places in that time. So in other words, they could, they, they, each of the, uh, the, the pictures probably had a time code on it so they could say, all right, well, it's such and such a time, you know, it's like at 1045, she was here and at 1046, she was, or, I mean, at, you know, at 1050, she was there at a 10, you know, 1050, 57 she was there i mean she had no time to be able to go in and you know do the deed um but and i and obviously i mean i'm i don't think i mean i i eh, we want to start over we were thinking earlier that maybe the son did it but i'm not i i take that back i don't think the son did it um, it becomes yeah it's become harder and harder to believe that he did it yeah, it becomes hard to believe that he did it. Um, the husband maybe could have. Uh, you mean Jonathan? Yeah. No, no. The husband. Oh, 
the husband oh, of Elena. Oh, oh yeah. Elena's husband, right. Because they never tell you what the, like you said, I think they said he had an alibi. But how? I mean, it, unless if it was the son, I mean, if it was the son, you just say, hey, you know, tell him I was sleeping or something. I don't know. But the thing is, is that it just seemed a little, a little interesting that, um, well, that uh, he all of a sudden he had an alibi. But I mean, here's a guy that, I mean, definitely had motive. And we never hear what the alibi is. Right. And he's following her for and he's who knows what reason. <laughs> right. And the thing is, I mean, that's okay. That's, I mean, he, that's stalking in itself. And that, yeah, he's at the level of stalking for sure, because he's following her all sorts of different places, not just, you know, yeah. once in a while. And how does he right. have the time to do all this stalking too? I know he's out there walking with the baby, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. we don't really see what he does. Well, and and I was just thinking, you know, we're thinking that, you know, it'd be hard to leave the kids behind. However, if he brought the baby with him and left the other kids sleeping, that makes it a little easier to leave the house. Not perfect, but a little easier. Right. Yeah. And and yeah, he is creepy, too, because he, he wasn't he shadowing her at like that. The park. Yeah, the park. You know, yeah. that, that, that was real creepy because at first I thought she was imagining that he was following her because they show him following her. And then he, they show her stop and look as if and she doesn't see him. And then they go back to his perspective and he's actually there. So it wasn't her just dreaming. it. He was he was actually there. And so that was kind of creepy. No yeah. doubt about it. Um. As far as suspects, I think we're about the same. Um, you know, I'll, I don't think the, the kid did it, but, um, I won't rule them out yet either. There's, there's been nothing to rule anybody out that I've seen completely, you know, maybe a little bit here, a little bit there makes it a little unlikely, but none of them are for sure innocent. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing with, um, Donald Sutherland's character, I'm still trying to figure out why he was looking in on uh, you know Elena's um how I mean house I mean why was he why was he there I mean he well he yeah. obviously keeps track of I, I don't think he's ever trusted Jonathan and oh, no, that's you that's, you learn that for sure because he talks about how he was a cheater so he he pretty much figured Jonathan was so he's probably keeping big tabs on him yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's, he well, later, well, plus he's, okay. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, just to kind of back up, he, um, he confessed to, um, Grace that he was unfaithful to his wife all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And no, she and couldn't that, believe it. And yeah. She, Cause she says, you know, I was trying to model my relationship after yours and Donald Sutherland's like, you know, no, that, that was, that was bad. And it was interesting because he later on said that, you know, he would he did it several times. And that's why he didn't like Jonathan, because he reminded Jonathan too much of himself. Yeah. But I mean, just that whole thing. Oh, and I mean, while we're talking about 
Donald Sutherland when he goes in and confronts the principal. We'll get around way too much. Well, yeah, yeah. So let's let's <laughs> focus on one scene at a time. So let's focus on the the, the scene that you mentioned, which is why was he st- from the prior episode? Why was he outside uh, the building looking uh, at Elena's? old residency old in the sense that she's dead now. Um, right. and I'm, uh, yeah, there, there could be a number of reasons. One is the, uh, maybe he was curious to see the, the, the baby that was the child of his son-in-law, but not of his wife. Um, or yeah, because why else would he be there except for curiosity to see who these people were and why they were there? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Um, that that's a curiosity. Now, I don't know if we're ever going to have an answer for why he was actually outside that apartment. What's your thoughts? Either of your thoughts? Do you think we'll ever find out an answer? Unless he's guilty. If he's guilty, then we now know why he was outside the apartment. Right. But if he's not yeah. guilty, we we I don't think we'll ever know what was in his mind and why he was outside that apartment. Right. Uh, I. I, the reason why I think we will is because I, unlike uh, an, another show that we, we did a review, a bunch of reviews on, um, I think that the, the people who wrote this have purpose and understand that they put stuff in there for reasons. And there isn't a, you know, why was he in there in the first place or why was that scene in there? I mean, each scene, I have a feeling we will we will realize the the reason behind it. Yeah. I mean, one reason would be just to make us, the audience think he may be guilty. Right. Or give us a, yeah. But the thing is, is that we may find out later on why he actually did it. Like why he actually, uh, right. Right. So maybe more intentional that it was put in directly related to the plot rather than to just make us feel suspicious about him. Is what you're saying. Right. Right. Now, uh, yeah, let's talk about um, her father's story to her about his marriage. Um, I think this is another interesting thing about the show, too. And I mentioned this early was the show isn't really just about the uh, murder of of a, a beautiful woman and who's guilty of doing it. It's also a story about how certain folks... And in this case, specifically, um, I guess, wealthy folks who look like they have the perfect life actually do not. Um, and there's a couple of scenes in this episode that show that. One is is the scene we're about to talk about with where Donald Sutherland talks about his marriage with Grace's mom. But there's also another scene, too, where uh, the lawyer of... Um, um, Jonathan discusses how wealthy folk um, do things just so their life will will stay uh, at the standard of living or whatever that it is now. Um, so I think it, I think it's saying a lot more about uh, I guess the not just the demons but the dirt and the underbelly and the skeletons in the closet of people who look like they actually have perfect lives and may be perfect people when in fact they're not. Um, 
So let's let's start talking about this Donald Sutherland scene. Um, it was kind of gross that he would say this. Tell his daughter that yeah, uh, the marriage that you thought me and your mom had was was not as happy as as you actually thought. I think it would be gross, except he's trying to help teach her that what she thinks was perfect was not. And he's afraid. I mean, he even says that he's afraid that she's she's got such a wrong idea of what a perfect marriage is that she's making a mistake in thinking she can trust him again. Trust Jonathan again. Yeah. Trust Jonathan again. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I kind of. Got, and and while mean, it sucks, he's acting as a parent, you know, he's trying right. to teach her something at that point. And, uh, she's right. been on, she's been totally deluding herself for a really long time. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. So basically what happened in the scene is Donald Sutherland's character, uh, Grace's pop out of the blue as they're talking says, you know, he says he doesn't want his daughter to get back together with with Jonathan and she says don't be stupid because again we're still trying to figure out why she is supporting Jonathan um you, you know except because of her son i mean you know to make sure her son doesn't have a a father that was a murderer i guess but um she is kind of wishy-washy about it too i mean yeah. she's not there are scenes where you're like why is she letting him hold her hand why is she doing that and then she's she's telling her dad, "Why do you, how stupid do you think I am?" Well, we're starting to wonder. <laughs> well, well, yeah, because basically they get him out of jail, and before we get back to the Sutherland scene, um, there's a scene that Nicole Kidman and, and Jonathan are talking, and he's you know doing his lovey dovey stuff, and you can tell, and she starts crying because you know she does love him, but you know it's it's basically over and so she's coming to the realization that it'll never be what it was you know four uh four days earlier before the murder where she didn't know all these terrible secrets about jonathan and and so her life is shattered because of it uh because prior to that she thought she had a perfect life in a sense because you know she had a, a husband she loved um you know the outstanding citizens uh, for for the community, the, the neighborhood they live in, um, you know, at the Redding School for their child, all that stuff. Uh, but of course, that's was all a sham. She finds out now. Uh, Sutherland's character then says to her, um, "I had multiple affairs, and your mother kind of knew or did know, and I used to bring her gifts and stuff." Uh, Nicole Kidman says, "Yeah, but you you guys you know you know always held hands, you you kissed, you you, you know you brought her gifts." And he says, "Yeah, but a lot of those gifts were my my guilt trying to ask for forgiveness, you know." And and then of course I would still go out and have another uh, another affair, and she's sh shocked um, because she had no idea that her parents were not as happy as they presented their relationship to her. Never mind all the affairs that her father had. Um, and you're right, Barrett. He's probably saying it to warn her about Jonathan because once a cheater, always a cheater. Uh, but um, obviously she's 
angry because now she's finding out that her parents' life also was a crock, just like her life with Jonathan was a crock. Yeah, so it was all a crock, everything. Growing up, getting married, and what what everything's turning to sand under her feet, you know? Well, I mean, uh, Donald Sutherland um, said that he confessed to his wife all the time. Like, he had an affair, that's why, you know, and so when he would buy stuff, and that's because he even said, you know, I'm not even sure she uh, she wore any of that jewelry. And that's he right, called, she did say that. Penance, he called, you know, he would call it his penance. So, you know, what is curious is, and it's a question that isn't asked in the show, but it's a question that can be asked here and should be asked, is why would John Sutherland's wife, who we're assuming passed away, actually, yeah, she did pass away, so he's a widower, why did Donald Sutherland's wife stay married to a man that was unfaithful and and pretty awful? The same reason women stay with men who beat them. I mean, it's just people get into these situations and don't really know how to get out of them. Well, yeah. also that, but also um, maybe the wife realized that if she, it, it's maybe that the wife was in the position of, look, if I leave, I've got nowhere to go. I've got no money. It's all his. Right. You know, it's pro- and this was also probably during a time when women did not didn't have, do that. Yep. Did, well, not only didn't do that, but maybe also uh, did not have the same uh, freedoms like we do now. You know, it's it's I yeah, like my like my mom talks about how she couldn't get a credit card without my dad being on it with her. You know, right, exactly. back in the day. But but could it also have been? You're right. It could be all those things. But could it also be her mother was as shallow as her father because she preferred to have that lifestyle and live that lifestyle than um, be honest with herself in a, in a life that would probably... Oh, it could be that, too. Oh, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it could be that, like I said, she may not have had the money to leave. So, I mean, she it's like I said, she may not have she might like might have liked the, the the lifestyle. And if she divorced, she would probably have to kiss that goodbye. Right, right. Yeah, that that, that could be the reason, too. So, yeah, I, I guess it could be many interpretations. Yeah, it could be um, the 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 feminist issue where women would be frowned upon back in the day, or it could be, uh, much more, um, maybe she didn't care. You know what I mean? There yeah, are some yeah. that people that don't care, but I think that's low odds, but <laughs> no, I think no. she cared, but it's just, right. I'm saying, I think that's low odds, but it's yeah, just, sure. there's always that possibility. There are some people that like their status more than they like the person yeah. they're with. Right, and, and actually, that's probably what it was. Maybe um, likes the status more than the person they're they're with, so she was willing to suck it up and not divorce uh, because the status of 
the you know this because her husband was was, was obviously some big time businessman lawyer we I, I mean we I have no idea what type of person he was but but he was obviously some sort of big big wig and so she would be you know it's basically let me put it this way it's like some um like Matt Damon for example he's an actor as we all know he married a woman that was not famous and that woman is now you know traveling in circles with with Hollywood elites, even if she stays out of the limelight, um, and that life may be fun, it may be interesting, you know. So maybe for this woman here, she married this wealthy guy, and if she broke up with him for all the terrible things that he did by cheating on her, that lifestyle would disappear, and maybe she didn't want it. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's either way. The the point is 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 Donald Sutherland was a creep to her, to uh, his his wife basically because he had many affairs. Yeah, he was not a very nice guy. Um, I but he does to... genuinely care about his daughter. I mean, I think that's oh yeah. oh yeah. Well, I, I think he probably cared about his wife too. It's just that yeah, he wasn't a he great was, guy. He was a hot dog. He was just a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, you know, he like he saw a, a pretty thing. He was wealthy. You know, like like actors and athletes you know you hear about you know they go all wherever they go they have affairs continuously and maybe, maybe that was the same thing for someone that is wealthy powerful man in new york city too you know and and he just didn't have the moral fortitude to say no or he just didn't care because he'd rather ha- have the you know the hour with a pretty woman that wasn't his wife so um now uh i i am having the show on in the background as I usually do when we discuss this and uh, uh, me, myself and Barrett, even though we thought one thing, uh, I think you may be right, Kevin. Uh, yeah. The picture is she's naked. naked. Yeah. 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 I mean, and the, and the hair is covering the, the breasts. You're absolutely right. So you're right on Kevin. Speaking. My brain totally glossed that over. <laughs> Worry, I won't let it go to my head. <laughs> Rub it in. No. So it is more creepy. It it's is more sick. creepy. See, I was yeah. right. Do they ever listen to me? No. Okay. <laughs> you deserve. You deserve to do that. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So it is kind of even more creepy. It's not just her seeing uh, a woman that she thought would be a good um, model to draw, even from memory or from a picture. But she did it uh, as a as a semi nude, which was kind of creepy. And she like might have thing- seen her nude in the gym. So I mean, there oh, is that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But the thing is, though, is that it kind of gives credence to um, ah, crumbs. Uh, Don, uh, Hugh Grant's character. Um, his name, uh, Richard. Jonathan. 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 It gives credence to Jonathan is that this woman has kind of can be obsessed. Right. Uh, you know, it could be, it, I mean, it, it does lend credence to that, to that thought. So that, that's altogether possible. But it also could point to, uh, Nicole Kidman character is guilty because maybe she was having some sort of relationship, either sexual or not with Elena um, 
and 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 was going over there for the painting that night, and then she killed Elena. Well, the problem is, is uh, what we don't have. I mean, yes, we have the evidence of her walking around, you know, in that neighborhood. Okay, but the problem is, is that they ruled her out, which means they probably have enough evidence to show that she may may have walked around there, but not enough to do anything. Now, granted, she may have walked around enough, but definitely had the time to go in to kind of peek through and see her husband with Elena and maybe figure out, you know, later to, to kill her, you know, to kill her, uh, kill Elena later. I don't know. I mean, I'm not ruling Nicole Kidman out. The the police may have, but I'm not yet, but I, well, let me ask you this. Maybe this is what I'm, I'm trying to refer to is do we believe Elena painted the painting without Nicole Kidman knowing, or do we think Nicole Kidman actually knows about the painting and was posing for the painting prior to when this, the, the show television shows started, you know, the time period before the, I, the show. I think that Nicole Kimmon did not know. Yeah. That's, because well, that's what I, she presents anyway. That's, that's what she presents. She, I mean, she did not have to tell, I, I think it was her, either her father or her best friend, um, talking about referring to the painting. Uh, cause, and, um, yeah, I I don't I I don't think she expected that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I was th- wondering that because you know she talks about it later to, um, I forget who she says it to whether it was uh, Sylvia, her father, or Jonathan's lawyer, but she says it was kind of weird. She had a whole picture of me, like you said, Kevin. Uh, you know, and right. You know, and I forget who she was saying that to, but I was wondering if was she saying that just to it was cover her very tracks? Detailed. Yeah, yeah, right. Was she saying it to cover her tracks, or was she saying it because she was shocked and and saying, yeah, this woman was a obsessive weirdo or whatever? Hard, hard to say. <laughs> yeah. She could be a really good actress. I mean, the character. Sure, sure. Well, I'm rewatching episode one. The whole episode one is very creepy now because if, if I was Nicole Kidman and looking back, because when she went to the auction meeting, Elena um, had already probably drawn the the painting, had already had a, a baby and was banging her husband. And, and she doesn't even know. And then at the gym, the same thing when she's confronted by Elena at the gym and then at the auction, the same thing when she's being kind to Elena and Elena had done all these weird things, which is have a uh, bang her husband, have a baby with her husband, paint a nude photo fo- or a semi nude photo of Nicole Kidman without Nicole Kidman knowing kissing her. and <laughs> kissing her, uh, exposing herself completely nude at a gym to the point of being eccentric, not just because she was in the shower and all these other things. It's just kind of sick. So I could see if I was Nicole Kidman to actually believe my husband, even if he is a scumbag, that, yeah, Elena maybe was an obsessive freak. And 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 so 
that could be the case. That Elena, you know, rest in peace, was still not uh, a good person either. Or not right in the head. Something. Or not right in the head. Right. Exactly. I kind of like the uh, the lawyer when Nicole uh, when Grace has that lunch with him and he says and she asks him he says do you think you know what's your gut tell you and he says my gut tells me you know he's not guilty but he's still a jerk. No, he's a dick. I think. Yeah, he did. He's still a yeah. dick. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think yeah. he was avoiding the word. <laughs> I guess I was. <laughs> uh, oh, it's a, it's just a penis. It's just I, a term for penis slang for penis. That's that's nice. I know, but I, anyway. Um. So, uh, yeah, we we me and Barrett were wondering if that uh public defender would reappear, and and he did. Um. And so that was a, that was a, a good scene because it's always good to see that character. He, he's he's pretty good. Yeah, I don't oh. think we're gonna see him anymore, but maybe we will. I mean, we might. Possible, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know either. The new lawyer is funny too, even though she says she's not funny. Yeah, I'm. Oh, not, yeah. I don't tell jokes. I'm not funny. Yeah, she she's what we would call a. Uh, um, she's definitely a hard ass, but I, I would say she kind of carves around morals in a sense. She does probably everything by the book and legally, but but. She still kind of. She knows how to manipulate the system. Yeah, which makes her kind of of a iffy, yeah, iffy human being as well. Yeah, yeah, and and so, but 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 that's the type of person I guess you want as your lawyer if yeah. you try to get get off. You know, uh, someone that that you know, yeah, you know, like same with accountants. You know, you want a certain accountant and you want a certain lawyer because they will be able to help you. Uh, get out of situations uh, legally, even if yeah. they're not necessary savory people themselves. Well, it's kind of like uh, in, in the movie, in the in the TV show Breaking Bad when we first meet Saul. Yeah. Uh, Jesse says to the guy, he says to uh, Heisenberg, he says, "Look, you know, Walter White. He says, look, if you want a if you want a good criminal lawyer, you need a criminal lawyer." <laughs> yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then there's like the movie Michael Clayton is the cleaner, right? The guy that cleans up the mess and stuff. So, so there, there's all sorts of these lawyers that are just really lousy people because they use the system to the benefit of themselves and their clients, even if it is kind of uh, unsavory in a sense. And, and this lawyer here that's now um, working Johnson's case is, is definitely one of those lawyers. Yeah, but she's definitely high paid to do it, though. Yeah. Oh well, that's that's why. Yeah, they're high paid because they 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 know how to do it. You're absolutely right. She, yep. She's uh, very skilled at her job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, Jonathan showing up at Elena's apartment. That was that was a kind of a weird scene. I, I was actually thinking it was at, at one point at the very beginning. I thought it was just going to be a dream sequence. But no, this just really happened because it was very, very odd. Because, but you know what? I, it's it's odd. It's odd and it's arrogant. Yeah, that's true. But I guess it's not as odd as you think because I keep on forgetting that he 
meaning Jonathan, was the doctor for the boy. So he was well... Obviously, obviously, Elena knew him well for different reasons, and the little boy did for many reasons because you know he was his oncologist. And but the husband too actually knew Jonathan quite well because he probably saw Jonathan all the time too while his son was in the hospital. So it was so, so they weren't strangers. I, I keep on forgetting that that Jonathan and John and Elena's husband aren't strangers. They actually know each other and probably right. for a good year. Uh, they've probably seen each other, you know, weekly, if not every other day, probably for an entire year. Um, so yeah, so they they're well acquainted, and so well, I guess he, it isn't. Yeah, what's up? Go ahead. I was going to say Jonathan was definitely showing psychopathic tendencies here, though, like the arrogance of going to see the family of his possible victim. <laughs> right. Well, well, I don't know if it's that's the thing. I mean. I, I'm, I'm probably agreeing with you because I do think Jonathan is probably a psychopath. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that scene shown the psychopath tendencies. I felt it was more him trying to use reason or influence to get the husband and especially and, and, and somewhat the boy to believe that he's not guilty and it was someone else that must have killed your your wife slash mother. But yeah. I think only a person with a God complex would think that they could do that. <laughs> and that, you know, a doctor yeah. might have that. <laughs> or a psychopath. Well, well, well yeah, and, and as we know, his, his uh, co-worker, Dr. R- 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 Ronsfeld, or whatever his name was, um, actually said the word to um, Grace, that he felt Jonathan was a psychopath or a narcissist, some sort of dissocial personality disorder. Well, yeah. and we now know he has a falling out with his family. So, yeah. for some unknown reason, they couldn't help him and wouldn't help him. Right. Yeah, yeah. He says that he hasn't uh, spoken to his family in a good many decades, uh, maybe a decade or two. Um, Since he came from England over to the U.S., I think he said, didn't he? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, no, and it, that, it, was, um, it was before he went to, it was like when he went to college, that was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah when he went to college. Yep, yep, you're right. Yeah, so so we're talking probably 20, 30 years. So, yeah, his his family hasn't ever even met his, his own son. Um, so that was a curiosity. And another curiosity um, was he admits, and we don't, but we don't get the name that he's had had an affair with another woman. Yeah, because his, his lawyer says, "I need to know if you've ever had any more affairs," and he said one other time. Whether that's true or not, I don't believe it. I, I think the one he, the first the one he's talking about was the first one, and Elena was the last. And there's a whole slew in between that he didn't talk about. Well, I'm thinking <laughs> those were I'm the thinking, cappers. I'm thinking, unless because I, I doubt they're going to bring in a brand new character, you know, in episode five or a six uh, episode season. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking the other woman, because we're probably going to find out who it is next episode or, or the episode after. Because the, why else would they bring it up, and why else would the lawyer ask for the name and say I have to talk to this person? I'm thinking it's going to be Sylvia. Yeah, that's that 
could very well be. Very that's what I, was think- I was thinking that too, but. And maybe that's the one he thinks that he'll get caught for anyway, so that's the one he's saying is the only other one that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah because maybe all the others are were like chicks at, let me rephrase, women at um, conferences in other cities, right? Yeah, you know, you, yeah, you go to, yeah, or, or prostitutes, or who knows what he does. Who knows, so, or, yeah. or just or just girls after work that he meets at a bar, and he, and then they he takes them home or so, or tourists or you know whoever. While Sylvia was someone that was uh, closer to home, so you're right. He, he would that's gonna obviously um, become known. Now, one thing that I really have to say about his character. That's horrible. When he goes there to basically say that, hey, he didn't do it, he he's supposed to be so empathetic towards children, but he's putting this child who found his mom dead and thinks that he did it through having to see him. Right. It's just, it's horrible what he does to that kid. And he's only thinking of himself. Oh, yeah. No, no and you're right. And that plus what we were saying well, earlier, he does kind of have a, he, he is a bit arrogant. Well, so I, 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 he, he probably, sorry, Phil, it's just, he probably does not realize what he is doing. Well, I, I'm going to say I'm kind of with you, Kevin, because obviously we, we've never been in this situation where we've been charged with a terrible crime that we didn't do. Yeah. Oh, speak Ho- hopefully not, but, <laughs> but, but you, you know, you've mentioned that he's only caring about himself. But if you're in that situation where you're fighting for your your life and your freedom, I especially if you you know that you're not guilty, and let's assume that he's not guilty, no matter what type of human being he is, I would I can't blame anybody in that situation if they're not guilty to do anything they can and only care about themselves to make sure that they not, they don't go down to death penalty or, or life in prison or whatever. So they're not going to be looking you, but at, at some, they're not even going to care about some, you know, 10 year old kid feelings. If, if they say fighting for their life. I, I agree with you somewhat. I, I think <laughs> the fact because going to them is not going to change their minds at this point. He has no proof that he didn't do it. All he can say is he didn't do it. And even if you were fighting for your life, I don't think you would. A normal person, I don't think, would go there to try and convince them. A I normal person. Oh, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. actually, I thought I thought it was crazy that he was going because I, I thought it violence. hurts him. Yeah. Well, no, I thought violence could occur between the two of them. Yeah. The, 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 the father. Yeah, I mean, when the guy says to his son, you know, go put your headphones on, I thought, you know, I thought there was going to be some yelling, screaming, and then punching. Now, didn't he have quite the turnaround, though? Like, he's totally like, I don't like you, go away. And then he's like, all of a sudden, hey, you want to hold your daughter? <laughs> yeah, it that just was seemed like of... a big changeover, and I found it very weird. Well, it or... might have been that he was trying to make him feel guilty. It could be. Or he yeah. just doesn't know what to do with this kid who's not his. Right. I mean, right. That, that's, what says to, that's what he says to him is, you know, I he says, I'm trying to love him, but I can't. Love her. Love her. Yeah, love her. You know, I'm trying, you know, love her, but I can't. And the thing is, is that um, 
And then he says, you know, well, I'll I'll take her off your hands. And then he gets all all angry at him. It was a weird cut because I was I was curious. Yeah. What was the answer? Did the guy say, no way, you're not going to have this kid or, yeah, just take take her. I don't want her. No, I think he says, like, yeah, I think he pretty much told her, told him to go pound rocks. Right. But I wish they had shown that scene. Rather yeah, than me too. From, yeah. Yeah. Um, but or yeah, if reason why we didn't say it is because maybe he said, well, okay, if you're not guilty, take them, take her. Yeah. Yeah. It could be you some know, twist coming up. Yeah. Well, absolutely possible. Now, the reason I thought there would be violence is let's assume that the husband is not guilty of the murder and the husband thinks Jonathan or is most assuredly believing Jonathan is the murderer. Never mind the fact that he was banging my wife and, and made a baby with my wife. If I was in his situation and this person that banged my wife made a baby with my wife and may have actually murdered my wife showed up at my door. I would be, be going hard, down. I would be hard <laughs> pressed. Yeah. To not take the, the closest, uh, steak knife and stab this guy in the heart. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally a lot, agree. A lot of control. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of control. I mean, unless he, unless if he wasn't the first one, Right. I mean, I mean, if he, I mean, if he, because I mean, he, I mean, he tried to get him to talk about her, like you know, problems like either mental issues or uh, you know, marital unfaithfulness, you know, and of course he got upset. Now, now, granted, at one end, yeah, I mean, if somebody if somebody murdered my wife and then he comes up and said and then he tries to say, well, has she been unfaithful to you? You know, I yeah, of course I tell him to get out you know and i mean and it'd take every ounce of self-control that you know would um self-control i had to to not strangle the guy myself or you know take the nearest thing and beat him over the head with it you know but um it's just i think there is something about elena and that he and i have a feeling that you know, he isn't the first for her. I have a feeling. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of thinking that, too. I'm thinking that uh, once a cheater, always a cheater, and that maybe she was a philanderer as well. So I, I would I would not disagree with that statement, um, because as we saw at the auction, she had a lot of attention. Right. And being a woman and and this is just common sense. This isn't isn't um, a male, female, you know, uh, gender war thing. But women are more, especially a pretty woman, are more apt to have the option of having sexual relations anytime they want with anybody. They not with anybody, but with a, a greater amount of people than a man because the historically obviously a man has to go to a bar and hope the woman likes them and and whatnot well if a woman just wants to say well you know so if a man could just walk into a bar and say let's have sex a lot of men would would jump on that opportunity at a heartbeat now a woman 
who does that walks in a bar and people are looking and they're attractive and they say, Hey, you want to have sex? The, the man is, is going to say yes, immediately, probably. While if you ask that to a woman, a woman's going to think you're a pervert and say, get the fuck out of here. So it wouldn't surprise me if, since she is a cheater already, as we know, if in her being a good looking woman and her being a gender that is more apt to be able to have sexual relations with someone quite easily that she is probably um, someone that has had relations with other men that weren't her husband prior to um, Jonathan. And I think Jonathan's question, even if rude was a legitimate question to ask because it was probably true that, that she may be a, uh, a consistent philanderer just like he is, it appears. Well, it may have been a, let's just say, it may have been a um, a legitimate question, but not from him. Exactly. <laughs> he shouldn't exactly. have been there to begin with. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a question. I would have, if I was the lawyer, I probably would have had the same same response. Are you out of your mind? That's a question that um, the police should be asking for sure, um, because they would want to f- know if maybe there's other possible uh, suspects, because anybody that she had relations with would be suspects. But you're right. Jonathan doing it, that's exactly correct. His lawyer was right to say, I were you out of your mind tampering with a, a witness and on and on and on. I mean, I don't have a law degree, and I still think that was a stupid thing to do. Yes. You don't need a law degree to know that that's dumb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. don't need a law yeah. degree to know that that was not a good move. Yeah, I, I thought it was not a good move just for the fact that... Looking you get killed. At it, at, <laughs> exactly. Looking at it, as Jonah's position, I would have thought, there's a good chance that I'm not going to be walking out of here unless it's in an ambulance. Well, Except I mean, he seems kind of psychopathic, so he's you know yeah. he doesn't seem afraid of anything. Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, it, this show showed me a very different side to him. Uh, this episode, I mean, showed showed a, a different side to him because, um, because usually you see him as the okay, I'm the doctor. Okay, I was. Yeah, he. he uh, I wouldn't say the victim, but I mean, he was saying, you know, I'm the, de- you know, yes, I'm a doctor. Yeah. I'm a little bit, I'm a bit arrogant. You know, I am accused. I did have an affair. I'm sorry. And all that. But then in this, but you don't really see him have that, um, what they call the, you know, like they don't, I don't see the God complex and I don't see the arrogance in him really until this episode. Yeah, and the more we see of him, the more we get of him like that. With the more of him without Nicole Kidman's character Grace, yeah. the more of that we get. Like him in prison, you know, where he he went down with that guy, got in that fight. That was yeah. the start of it, and now we're seeing even more of it when he interacts with other people um other than his wife. Right. 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 Because his family is like his carefully curated mask for for at home, right? And then how he acts in the business world and everywhere else is a totally different genre, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because when he asks 
when he's with his son and we, we see him with his son even prior to his arrest in episode one where he's a really good father. A really yeah. good father. Yeah. And then we see what appears to be a really good husband as well. So how he acts with his family it shows him to be a really great guy. And how he acts with his family's friends, you know, like at the auction, you know, they all thought he was, you know, he's really friendly with all her friends and all the people at the auction. They, you know, they like him. He likes them, whatever, and whatnot. But at work, he he's known as a psychopath or, or a narcissist. Um, again, I, I'd be curious to know if they thought that prior to the affair that happened. Because it, because before that they may have actually liked him, and then after the fear and when he was becoming a weirdo, they they suddenly go, oh yeah, he's always been that way. But I don't know because the the doctor Rosenfeld or whatever his name was, um, he states that he had like a god complex. He loved helping people, not because he liked helping people, but because he liked how the people fawned over him because he's helping them, mm-hmm. and and so that and then. You know, so I think he's a sociopath or a psychopath and whatever, a narcissist, you know, whatever. Um, but either way, it's, it's some dissocial personality disorder. It could even be borderline personality disorder, which is part of all that. Um, but then we also see him at, at, at the jail and we see how he acts with Elena's husband. And then we see how he acts with the lawyers. And then when the, you know, and then he, he, he knows how to change his opinion. You know, when, when the public defender says, hey, you you can't be the way you are. You're just nobody now. He suddenly is polite to him, as you said once, Barrett, that where yeah. he says, you know, oh, could you please talk to my wife and have her see me or whatever. Um, and then when he's getting scolded by his new lawyer, she says to him, um, you know, you're a fool, whatever, why do you do this? But then she sees him working the room t- with her, just trying to influence her. And, you know, since she's the type of profession that she's in, where she sees all these personalities, where she sees criminals, narcissists, sociopaths, borderline personality disorder people to try to trick her, even if she's representing her them, she could see in him his charisma and says, oh, we could use this. And that's how he gets the interview. <laughs> right. Because of that reason, because she sees that he has that charisma that could work for him. Right. Exactly. exactly. I found it funny that they actually got, I mean, I was, it's funny because for a while ago, uh, I don't know how long ago it was, but sometimes there was, there was a time I'm wondering, you know, I wonder what ever happened to Connie Chung, because <laughs> I hadn't heard from her in I don't know how long. Like, no, granted, I don't watch, you know, mainline news, mainstream news or anything like that. But, you know, I never hear her name, you know, and I guess she does have a, a national show. But, I mean, it was Connie Chung. And it's like, oh, I, yeah, I was thinking, oh, I, I was kind of curious on whatever, whatever happened, whatever happened to her. Yeah, I well, I, I know she kind of fell out of favor, it, not just because she got old and she retired, but she definitely fell out of favor for some reason, and and I forget what it was. Well, there was um, there was a there was an interview she gave to Newt Gingrich's parents, 
Oh, that was disgusting. There was, well, the thing is, is that I think that was either the start or something like that, but that's when she said, you know, what is, you know, what does New Gingrich think of Hillary Clinton? And the woman says, you know, I I can't tell you. And she goes, oh, you could tell me, you know, and she made it sound like it would be just us and the cameras just right at the mother. And he says, she, he, she, he says, she's a, you know, and he uses the B word. Um, And then like right after, and the thing is, is that they, there was a there was a saying for a while, and I remember even seeing it on the TV show Murphy Brown, where they said, "Oh yeah, you don't want to get Connie chunged." Yeah, right. Yeah, oh yeah, I think she's kind of self destructed and fell out of favor. And you know, to be honest, a lot of these news folk, um, whether they're men or women, they're hired. Uh, they're a dime a dozen. You know, all you need is 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 the next new person to, to come in and and we see them be replaced all the time um, so i looked it up and it was that newt gingrich thing and also she did something something about the oklahoma city bombing she was inappropriately combative combative or something oh really oh uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Was, yeah i don't remember that but she was removed as a co-anchor after that interview right with, well, a, good with a fireman yeah Oh yeah, good riddance to her for, for being a jackass twice over. Probably, well, probably always because all these news reporters are all, you know. We, we, what we, you we want to talk about? Arrogant and God. Yeah, exactly. Arrogant God complexes, narcissists, and psychopaths. All you have to do is look, look at, at most of these news people. Um, but on on a ser- serious note, first of all, I can't stand when TV shows bring in news people to play themselves. It pisses me off because it's like. I don't know. I just think it's cheesy. So I was kind of disheartened when I. Yeah, it does bother I, me. I know it's just me. I, I, I admit it's just my my issue. It's just my issue. But um, either What's way, so, so yeah. So he, uh, so she, yeah. So she's there interviewing him uh, with his lawyer by his side. Uh, the interview I didn't. I'm watching this interview, and it, I, I don't think it looked good for him to be honest. I didn't think so either. I didn't think it was that great, but maybe the lawyer sees something we don't. <laughs> well, yeah. Cause well, I mean, first, you know, they're talking about, you know, are you, did you do it? And he, he, they gave him the opportunity to say, no, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. But then he pretty much said, you know, and he came out and said, look, I know I, I'm not, I, I committed, um, adultery you know i was unfaithful to the woman i love but then he pretty much admits that he loved elena and i'm sitting there thinking to myself wait does he well see that's just it because well, <laughs> was is that he said you know i lost the woman i love and i'm thinking to myself oh okay yeah you know he lost his wife and all that but then connie chung asks so you mean you loved elena and he doesn't answer. That's and the he thing. Does, so he, he lost grace. But the, but the problem is, is that because he didn't answer that people can draw the conclusion that he did love Elena. Cause all right. he had to say was no, no, I meant my wife. That's yeah. what the best lies are made up of though, are truths. And he can make it seem genuine because he was ambiguous yeah, but that I, I don't know. Maybe I just see through that. But I, I just I I didn't I I didn't feel there are a lot of people that don't see through stuff like that though. 
Okay. Well, they get fooled by that type of. Yeah. But then, of course, then at the end of the interview, you know, I said, do you have an idea of who did it? And he goes, yes. Yeah. And that's how it ends. Right. No. (laughs) You waited until now to tell us, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So the question is, will the the, obviously there's a cliffhanger. Um, And again, well, there's a couple of things that were were, I'll I'll mention. One is we have, um, like I said, Sylvia alone with her daughter at Sutherland's house watching it, which kind of made me, you know, feel a little odd about that. But another thing that was interesting too, is he, uh, Jonathan, um, says that he lost someone that he loved and that can be uh, taken a couple of ways. That could mean that he, Elena's death and he loved Elena and she's dead. Or it could mean I lost my family, my my wife, and you know whatever, um, because of my affair, and they leave that ambiguous. But Nicole Kidman, if she takes it the first way, that's a real punch in the stomach, for sure. Um, but then the second thing is that he says that is shocking is. Oh, it, oh! They also show before I say what the second thing is, is that they also show uh, Elena's husband watching it too, um, and his expression is, is anger and a few other things. But when he says that, I think I may know who is guilty, and that's the cliffhanger. Is he, like you said, a psychopath, and he's using a setup where he's trying to set up who the murderer is? that oh it's going to be is he going to name the person who he thinks and if he does will it be elena's husband will he throw his wife under the bus will he throw someone like sylvia or his father-in-law under the bus i can only think of it being one of those four people that he would he would think is the murderer yeah because what other characters are in the show unless it's a two ex machina that Which I really the hope they, that it's not. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and is he saying it because he honestly believes that person that he's thinking is the murderer, or is it the the someone that he's trying to get the public to begin to have um, doubt about? Reasonable doubt. Yeah. I don't know. And and it was surprising that he would say that. Or his lawyer wouldn't interrupt and say, uh, "We can't answer that." Well, you know, there's a, a case that's being investigated. We, we, you know, we, we're told not to interfere with the police as as they work on the case. But she doesn't, and she allows him to say, "I think I know who did it," or "I think I know who's guilt, who could be guilty." I think that was part of the reason why they went on that show in the first place to mock really? things up. To, to yeah. Yo- you're right, Muck. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why, like I said, I think that's one of the reasons why they went on the show in the first place uh, to do that. You know, to. Right. You know. Well, and that's the thing is that she, meaning the lawyer, doesn't care about truth. Right. She just, she just wants to muck everything up, which yep. means to destroy a case of the. The, the state or city or, or federal government or whoever she's she's fighting against and 
if she can throw doubt on someone else or remove doubt from her client, she doesn't give a rat's ass if, if it's true or not. And she doesn't care who it is either. As long as there's doubt both ways, then that other person can't be proved guilty either, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And 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 she's not even representing whoever this other person is. And so it doesn't even matter to her. She just wants to get her client off. Right. And and if that is the muck up, and again, the muck up doesn't mean you're not guilty. It just means that there's not enough evidence and so one of the jurors is going to say not guilty and that's all that matters right well that that's the point is you know just as long as you at least get one person to say not guilty then it's a it's a hung jury and you know i mean in something like this they would they would retry but they would have to really get a, a good case for it right right yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, because a muck also could mean hung jury, too. It, it doesn't necessarily mean Innocent, the whole jury yeah. comes back not guilty. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But but you're right. Anything at this point. Oh, and, and she does say the reason she wants to do an interview on TV, she says, we want to go on TV because we want to taint the jury pool as much as possible. Right. Yep. Because there's a whole bunch of potential jurors that'll be watching that show. Right, right, exactly. So she's assuming that the people who will be watching are going to be part of the jury pool because they're not going to move the case to an, another jurisdiction. And and this case is probably somewhat of, of you know, the typical uh, national case just because it's so disgusting that the national... Uh, news media w- would pick it up, even though oh, there's yeah. dozens of cases like this every day, everywhere throughout every country, never mind every s- state. Um, but they're all ignored because they're not as juicy as, as this one for publicity reasons by the press. Yeah, I, you you got a nasty murder. You also have you have a nasty murder uh, in, involving a very very rich guy. So, I mean, and they, they even have this little thing. They have a, like the sun's why I mean, there, there's the whole thing with the sun, because while we find out that Donald Sutherland's character was unfaithful and the, um, Grace was, you know, upset at him for it, the sun sees the whole thing. You know, oh, I yeah. Mean, yeah. I she was, yeah. Was because the, he's the door. Yeah, because he's seeing a lot of bad stuff. I mean, Donald Sutherland even comes down and, you know, talks to talks to the son about, uh, you know, just shoots the breeze with them, talks to him about the violin and everything like that. And he seems like a very loving, um, yeah, lo- loving grandfather. And, you know, and he is, you know, and that's just it. Like he's he's a loving grandfather, like uh, like Jonathan's a loving father. Yeah, you know, well, but that, they, yeah. we should discuss his his going to the principal oh, of the school. Right. Yeah, that well, is a well, great well, scene. Th- that scene when, when he's talking about, to, about the violin with his son, I mean his grandson. His son says, "I I, I heard that you you took a, a, a you you put a footprint on the principal's head." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But let's talk about that scene. And, and that's another thing about this is that we're getting a lot of people in this show that are living that have dualities because even sylvia 
has a duality because she's best friends with Grace, and yet, you know, she does, she's she doesn't tell Grace what her husband's been charged with and done behind her back. Right. You know, so it, it's pretty pretty bad these these hidden under the guise of it's privileged you're right exactly exactly <laughs> if she was smart she would have just said i refuse i'm not i can't yeah. do it because i'm best friends with your wife i i shouldn't hear any of this stuff because you know if, if you tell me all this stuff and i don't tell grace then i'm i'm breaking my trust as as like a sister friendship with 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 grace and i can't do it but she doesn't she she helps so helps uh, him out, and she knows all this stuff, and she never tells Grace. So it's kind it's of probably crazy. pillow talk. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, let's talk about um, Red in school. Red in school is another thing that is is phony because basically we, we find out in the in this scene that and Sutherland sums it up perfectly. This school is no better or, or worse than any of these other overpriced rich boy uh rich girl private schools that are a dime a dozen throughout the city and throughout the state so you know and and you're here pretending you're something better than you really are but the thing is is that basically they want to now toss grace's son out of the school and have him quote unquote uh have a private tutor at home because Two things you could look at. One is he's obviously a brings. This is probably the real reason he brings a lot of publicity to the school that's related to the murder of Elena, which is that makes the school look pretty bad and it's scandalous. But the, the reason he's publicly saying it, it's because it's best for the for the child because he. Um, you know, obviously, you know, he's going to have a lot of attention at the school for what, quote unquote, his father may have or may have not done. But we know what it is. They really just want they just want it to go away. They're protecting the school. Yeah. Not anybody yeah. else well, that, or anything. You else. Realize all of this happened because he act because the son actually a- accidentally bumps into um, the, the son of uh, Elena's, Elena's son. son. Yeah. You know, and the kid, I mean, obviously he feels awkward, you know, and yep. first he says, you know, well, I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry I bumped into you. But then he's really trying to say, you know, he even offers his hand and says, you know, hey, I'm sorry. Um, right. I mean, presumably, you know, I mean, I'm going to guess that he means I'm sorry, like, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry that, you know, you're you're. Uh, you know, I'm sorry your mother is dead. You know, I'm sorry that you're going through all this. But, um, you know, so I, I just wonder sometimes if, I mean, part of me, there, there's that one little part of me that was wondering, was he also saying, I'm sorry, as in, I'm sorry I killed your mother. But I really don't think so, because, um, you know, he's a, he's a kid and he really needs, he, he needs strength to be able to, to hit, hit, hit her in the head and really do enough damage to at least stun her on the first blow so she can't defend herself. Uh, I think well, he could do it strength-wise, but, you know, he, he's still lower on my list of suspects at this point. Right, right, right. But, but, let's, let's, let's just say 
that he, he's he's innocent of the murder, right? Let's just say that, right? For for this situation, he bumps. He he's running up the stairs and he bumps into somebody and he says, "Oh, I'm sorry." Before he even looks to see who it is, yeah. And then he right. sees who it is, and he's kind of shocked. And he, and then he says, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry for bumping into you." And he puts out his hand, and the kid leaves. leaves. To take his hand. Yeah, and he leaves. And then <laughs> so, that's awkward. Yeah, and then <laughs> well, yeah, then like you leave. Said, well, I mean, obviously, it was also that he. I mean, he was. He was not saying I'm like apologize. Like it's my fault that you know. Um, that your mother's dead, but more like, Hey, and like, it's a condolences. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was, but e- either way, he didn't mean to bump into the kid. Yeah. He didn't mean oh, to bump and, into and, him. No. and I'm, I'm sure he, he is sorry that, that the kid's mother's dead, assuming he's innocent. So it, whatever right. he meant, he was just trying to diffuse the situation. Yeah. Right. And, and so we don't know what happens next, but we're assuming that Elena's son reported him at, for harassment. But I, well, don't, and, you know, I love it, his it could, response. It could have been, been anybody that yeah. reported him. But, but either way, somehow the principal of Reardon discovers this. And he asked, why, you know, what, what were you doing? Why did you say this? And then the kid explained it. He says, I'm sorry. I love his response. Yeah, yeah, and then and then he what was that response? Or something to he do with the, school the school's mottos against the principal, basically. Yeah, I used this, this, and this to uh yeah, just deal with the situation. The do you think he was doing it what was it, Kevin? The five C's is what he called it. Yeah, the five C's. Yeah, kick, courtesy, compassion, compassion. Yeah. Now do you think he said that to be a wise ass? No. No, I didn't no. think so either. I think he's totally he, be- I think he. It felt like he believes those the five C's. Right. 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 Well, and, I, and part I of his mantra. Also, also to be honest, his the 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 boy Elena's son has nothing to do with his father's affair. Has nothing to do with actually neither of the boys have anything to do with the affair between the two parents. And, or the murder between that occurred with one of the parents. So. They're, they have nothing to do with it except that they're related to the 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 two, the two people that were involved. So one of them didn't lose their parent to murder, so and didn't see walk in and find their parent to murder. So they're going to be a little more different, even though they're one of their parents is charged with murder and their whole life has turned been turned upside down. Well, versus the other one who may actually have hate, because if he believes that Jonathan is the murderer, he may actually hate everybody the that's related, yeah. the son, the yeah. wife, everybody. So he may look at it a little differently, even if, he, uh, if honestly, you know, there's no reason for him to hate Jonathan's son, because Jonathan's son has nothing to do with what happened. Um, but either way, I, I still think that even though Jonathan, I mean, uh, yeah, Jonathan's son was called into the principal's office. I still honestly think the principal just wants to boot the son. Yeah. He just wants it to go away. Yeah. He's right. a jackhole. 
Um, and so what happens is because of that, Donald Sutherland sets up a meeting to, to talk to the, the principal. But before we get into that scene, he meets Sylvia outside in the courtyard. And they have an interesting conversation, too. Um, and again, I mean, it's not that interesting. It's just he just says, oh, I have my, my dates here, you know, as a, as a joke. You know, the principal's there. And she says, you know, be, be kind to him. And he, you know, laughs or whatever. But I also think the scene was added not for any other reason but to have another scene for Sylvia to be in the, the show. Well, it also shows how close he is with her because he seems to know her pretty well. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did. Yeah, they. I mean, he knows her because he knows Grace is good friends with him. He he is one of the big supporters of the school, um, and we know that she's part of the auction committee. They, they, you know, we see them together at the auction committee before Sutherland's character leaves and stuff too. But also, I think there was no reason to put that scene in there, except to keep Sylvia's character involved in the plot. Yeah. Meaning keep her as a potential when, if she is guilty of the murder, we should not be surprised. Right. Yeah. Because her character has been in the show now enough that we're not going to think she's a do X Mac. And she's, she's interacted with all the, the main players of the family outside of each other. Right. It's un- unlike some of the other people in in Grace's circle of friends. Um, she's the only one that we've seen, yeah, pretty much in every episode and also interact with everybody that is part of Grace's family. Now, um, w- w- all right, let's talk about uh, the situation in uh, the school, uh, in the principal's office between Sutherland and, and the Reardon principal. He gives him some good threats. <laughs> oh yeah. But very they're 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 somewhat subtle, but very obvious for what they are. <laughs> right. Well they're subtle and then he finally basically comes right out and Yes. Yeah. Because he uses the 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 the, 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 the cocksucker term. Yes. Um, but you know even if Sutherland's character is uh threatening Honestly, I think he was he was too polite. Because, I agree because because he's he's a guy that's done a lot for the school. He knows the school is just a crock, like a lot of these fake private schools that rich people send their kids to. And he's given this school a lot of his time, money, effort, and all this. And his son has nothing to do with what's happening with his parents. And now the the school and the school had promised that he the, the son would be respected and and allowed to continue while this all ha- works through you know works out through the courts, and then he decides to throw this kid out for um, public relations reasons, which is is kind of traitorous in a sense. And so, if well, I was someone. Going. I was going to say, he shouldn't even be interacting with the kid. The kid shouldn't know that they're talking about getting him out of the school. They, he should be interacting with the parents on that. So the principal right. is not doing 
his job in a correct way. I don't think Well, we have found this out. I think even from, I think it was the second episode when, um, when the principal told Nicole Kidman, don't, don't come to drop off your kid. Uh, Don't come to pick and pick or, or pick him up, you know? And he says this out in public in front of all, like all of the, the mothers and the students he didn't say, oh, hey, can you come into my office for a second? I got to talk to you about something. You know, he right. says it all out there, right there, so anybody can hear it. And then, you know, he does, and all of this, and the thing is, like, he wants to put the kid, in, he wants to put the son in homeschool, and all of this happens after the confrontation, well, the conf- I'm going to use the word confrontation, even though it wasn't a confrontation, but even though when the two sons, you know, the son of the murdered mother and the son of the one accused, you know, kind of face each other really what apparently for the first time, you know, and there's actually dialogue, but well, I wouldn't even say dialogue. And there's, and, and the son of the accused is actually trying to be polite and, and talking to him, not even trying to influence him, not even trying to, um, bully him or try to convince him of his of his father's innocence but just say but just be polite and courteous and so um you know donald sutherland you know goes in and you know pretty much says you know i've given a lot of money first of all he's even say i mean it's kind of a gimme saying look if you if you take my son out i'm not giving any more money and they can kind of handle that. But I think, though, that Donald Sutherland is also <clears throat> you see a little bit of a. I don't know how you would call it, but there there was a look in Donald Sutherland's eyes like I am going I, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm going to make you wish you I'm were going to destroy you. Yeah, I'm going to destroy you. I am going to destroy you and probably, you know, and all the people on the board. You know, and, and he's get, looking forward to it. You can see it in his eyes. Yeah, I mean, there's that <laughs> smile on his face, too. I mean, it's it, the thing is, it's like there was he Donald Sutherland was in a, a remake of um, Salem's Lot. And he played Straker, the, uh, the 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 vampire body, the vampire's bodyguard. And he kind of had a similar look in his eyes in that one, too, because he was definitely a a very wicked character um and he played a wicked character in almost a a psych i'll I'll use a phil term a sociopathic uh type of sense and there was a little bit of that when he was talking to the principal in in this scene and it was like i i have to admit i was i was a little awed by just how well he played that part yeah yeah. Um, well, you know, um, and, and again, that's why I say he, he was a little t- too polite because, yeah, I mean, to be backstabbed by a, a school, but basically they, they they show what they really are. They're just users. As long as you give them money or prestige or whatever, yeah. they love you. But when you go down, right. they, they, they piss on well, your back and tell you that it's raining. Well, and I mean, Sutherland ain't going to have anything to do with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, Donald Sutherland, I mean, first, one of the first things he says to the principal was, you told my son or my grandson when all this happened that you, that Reardon has his back. 
you know, that Reardon will always support him, that, you know, he will not face any persecution, you know, all that sort of thing, that Reardon will support him. And after this moment, they say, nope, nope, we're, we're going to try to get rid of him, you know. And, uh, yeah, so Donald Sutherland called him on his hypocrisy for one thing. Yeah. And it, right. Right. Well, and, and he personally takes it as a personal affront as well, oh, yeah. because because, That's you his know, grandson. yeah, it's his grandson. And, and the thing is, is, again, the, the, the boy has nothing to do with what happens with the murders, nor does Donald Sutherland, the grandfather, have anything to do with what happens to the murders. And again, we're assuming both the boy and Donald Sutherland aren't, aren't the murderers. And and if they're not, you know, and so, so for the school to do this you, you know I, I honestly i think i think if this was real world and this was really happening and they did that to the sun i know even with all the hatred that jonathan and maybe even grace are getting i still cannot believe that the public or the press but don't get me wrong because people suck would not yeah. Yeah, would would not accept such a thing. In other words, they would say, "You can't do that to the boy. The boy has nothing to do with what happened." You know, but again, who knows? I mean, uh, it just shows you the type of character that the school has, because it's just it's just plain rotten, and and it's also stupid, because again, they're thinking that eliminating the problem and and against a boy too is going to work never mind that they actually think they're not going to get destroyed by their biggest donor who yeah because you're going to lose a lot of money by the biggest donor and it's not like the biggest donor was heard saying some racist slur and you know you, you oh yeah you got to take the money take we don't want your money and you know that's good public relations we're talking about a guy that's done generally basically nothing we, we don't know anything that donald sutherland has he's basically all we know about donald sutherland is that he's a well upstanding citizen in new york city he has no taint to our knowledge because you know it's, it's never mentioned that you know he evaded taxes or you know there, there's no criminal th- things about him so so they wouldn't be taking his money if he was dirty and since he's not dirty at least publicly for them to turn that down or, or insult the man, it makes just no sense, except for them, this principal and the board are, are stupid people. Yeah, the board, I mean, him saying that the board was behind it, I was like, wow, that's really stupid. Yeah, and, and you would have think the principal would have been smart enough to tell the board, dude, you don't want to do this because we're going we're gonna to alienate the biggest donor of the school who could, you know, bring us down. Never mind the fact that you, you know, you're you're doing this to an innocent child. But you know what? I'm, I'm thinking he's lying. I think he's part of it because he's the one that called the bo- um, called um, uh, Jonathan's son into the principal's office in the first place and yeah. then he asked why would you say you're sorry or why or why why did you what did, what happened and when don't you think it would have been enough when he says well i bumped into him and i, I apologized yeah he's that, trying to catch him in some type of lie so he has a reason to get rid of him exactly yeah, yeah. so he's, he's dirty as can be he's 
yeah, he's 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 a bad guy. That the principal. He's real. Yeah, I don't I don't like his character. <laughs> well, first, well, the thing is, it's interesting because first he said it's the board's choice, but then the next sentence he uses the word I. He uses I. Like it was his choice, and the board agreed with him. Well, and if it was the whole board, just threatening him would not get the job done. Right. So if if it's totally reversed by him threatening that guy, then it was that guy. <laughs> it wasn't the board. Right. Well, I mean, well, he said it's the board's decision. Well, first he said it's the board's decision. But then he said, I can't have this happening to in my school. In other words, right. He goes I'm supporting from, that. Right. In other words, he's first he says, well, he's trying to first he's trying to pass the blame onto the board. He's like, look, it was the board's decision. You know, it was like the board's decision. I'm power. I mean, he didn't say this, but it's he tried to pass the buck off onto the board. But then he turned around and pretty much made it all sound like it was his decision. Now, and Donald Sutherland just, I mean, you can tell that character is not a guy you want to mess with. And I'm sure he's got enough dirt on him and enough of the board to just utterly destroy them all. Yeah, after his speech, I would do whatever he wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't get it. People are, are weird, man, because because they, they they'll. I mean, you know, you see it every day with politicians. Never mind, but they, they just put their finger up in the air, and you know, and it, you know, I mean, you hear one day the politician is, oh, we can't, we have to close the borders. The next day, you know, a year later or five years later, they say we open them up and let them all in, and then and then you know they go back and they they see these press releases from five years ago and what they say something is different and this is kind of like that because you got a guy that's here yeah, absolutely you know you're you're, you're one the greatest you know we, we love you we, you know when at the auction everybody is wondering oh is sutherland's character showing up sutherland's character gonna show up because you know he's the big guy and now you're willing to just change everything like, like it's it's literally a lie just like a politician it's like well, yeah we love you no, we never did. We just wanted your money and we didn't give a rat's ass about you and blah, blah, blah. You know, we're willing to throw a boy under the bus. You know, it, it's just once like, you became a liability, we were ready to throw you. Exactly. <laughs> and they're only a liability because they say they're a liability. Right. Exactly. Technically, if, exactly. technically, there's no one, no sane human being is ever going to be, say, on the news that the boy is at fault and he should right. be thrown out of the school. The only person that would say that is some partisan, insane asshole. So <laughs> it, it's just not what you really feel. Well, am I right, though? Am I not? Am I right? The only well, who would I mean, say that on the news? I, would, I would I believe you're right, but I think it does happen in society. Yeah. yeah, I mean the thing oh, Twitter, is, for sure. this, this well, yeah, but this principle sounds more like a politician than. That's uh, why I brought the politician analogy up. Yeah, here. but continue, continue. Well, I'm just saying though, he he does sound. I mean the 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 yeah, the principle sounds like a politician, um, and you know a politician to try to make the school look good, and probably trying to keep his job by working in the school um you know and trying to make it look good and all that sort of thing so it's 
Yeah, it's a... Uh, well, I'm sure Sutherland's not the only rich donor. He might be the greatest one, but they have a lot of other donors. So oh, probably, yeah. Well, that, probably that's, is getting yeah. pressure from a lot of different places. Well, I mean, for example, true, true. Yeah. I mean, remember, remember, we had the auction where they bid, what was it, nine thousand dollars for a, a glass of water? Yeah, yeah, you that know, was pretty some, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Somebody, well, no, it was. I mean, they. It was all for. It wasn't. Was it? I, I know, but I, they, I but they, I, they kind of make it. It's kind of insulting. Instead of just doing a nine thousand dollar donation to to use a, a water it, it's just kind of privilege you know it, it's yeah. too privileged yeah it is, yeah. is privilege and they even i mean there's even that that news clip that the son was watching where when when the father got let released it's like it's white privilege you expect if you know like if the um what was it if elena's husband was charged you know do you think he would have gotten out no because it's white privilege yeah and i actually didn't like that scene because Honestly, it's only about money. It's not necessarily about white privilege. It's It's about who has a lot of money. Right. He has the, I mean, and the thing is, is that, yeah, that was, that, that irked me too. Cause it wasn't about, like you were saying, it wasn't white privilege. It's rich, rich privilege. If, yeah. You know, it's class. It's it's all class. Yeah. He had to have $2 million to get out of there. I mean, that's not a small change. That's a huge bail amount. It's a huge bail amount, but, um, but the thing is, like, we're going going back to the meeting with Donald Sutherland and, and the principal. Like, I think we mentioned it earlier, you know, Donald Sutherland pulling out his money. Yeah, it's a hit, but the school probably could take it. But that's not what scared the principal. No. <laughs> you know, it was pretty much Donald Sutherland saying, I can destroy you and I will. Yeah. Um, right. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, could, he could he could force. You know, he has friends in banking or accounting or law or the police or whatever. And he could just say, you know what, I need you to do me a favor. You know, uh, this guy, you know, whatever. And then they, they, they may help him out. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, and those ramifications go beyond just his job. Probably he could destroy the school if he wanted to. Right. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah. yeah. He, could, he yeah. probably knew enough about the board, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and also, um, yeah, that, I, I didn't like that white privilege thing either, because if, if it was me, you, Barrett, or you, Kevin, that was arrested, we'd, we'd still be in jail and we'd be fine. Exactly. Because we, we have no fucking money and it has nothing to do with us being colored white. And so that's that why bail's kind of wrong. You're supposed to be considered innocent until you're proven guilty. <laughs> Not I have yeah. to sit in jail until you know, my trial date. Cause I can't afford to get out. That's you're absolutely right. That, that's really a fair point because, because bill, no matter how you look at it is a wealthy person's, uh, refuge. But it's also, if you look at it kind of illegal too, because you're right, everybody should be considered innocent until they're proven guilty when the jury comes out and says guilty. So technically you're you're right. That it it makes no sense. I mean, they use this thing. Oh, well he could run or she could run. So we have to keep them in jail. Well then, then, all right, if they're going to, if you think they're going to run, you know, you then didn't have them stay, have a confinement at their home or something. Yeah. An ankle monitor, take away their passports. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like, you know, and, and that's that's not because we're thinking you're guilty. We're, we're, it's it's to make sure that you, you show up for trial. But to just throw you in jail and, and make you rot there, which me, you and and Kevin would because we aren't wealthy white privilege. Or, I mean, we're not wealthy because it has nothing to do with white privilege. Um, we 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 are screwed. You know, yep. and so, so this had, all has to do with, with because Sutherland had the money to, to yep. help her daughter. You know, Otherwise, so, he'd have still been in there, too, if Sutherland hadn't given the money over because he didn't have that money. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But but that's the thing is, is as we know, uh, everything is has has nothing to do with facts or logic. It all has to do with um, your personal um pet peeve that you want to promote or, or yeah. argue about. And, and in that, that example, in that thing, when it said, Oh, it's white privilege, isn't it? If it was, if it was the father, you know, and it's like, no, no, you're just saying that because you want that to be your issue. You know, it's your personal issue that you want people to know. And, and again, for any listeners, we're not talking that, that, that there isn't a fact that people of color most certainly may have it harder in the world, but, we're just talking about this one example in this TV show. It had nothing to do with white privilege. It had to do specifically with the fact that uh, one person had money. It was all class. This show is class more than, 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 you know, ethnicity or racial struggles or culture struggles. Um, even, even if the victim's husband happens to be a person of color. Well, his lawyer is a person of color, and she's yeah, a, that's true. Yeah, you know, she's awesome. a person of color. Yep. So, so yeah, yeah, and and you know, well, and that's the thing is is like, say a person of color, she was the one that that tried to get the bill even lower. Yeah, and and she's a person of color, you know. So, you know, again, we're we're, we're talking about a scene that that just showed a a. a a personal issue of that one reporter that was trying to make make it um, the center of focus when it was a, a complete lie and a crock. Yeah, because again, it all comes down to money. Um, yeah. Well, um, one interesting flaw I saw in this episode was the very first scene when she, meaning Grace, was talking to uh, the lawyer, the muck lawyer. Um, she spoke that whole scene with her Australian accent. If you noticed, I don't know. If she you did. Yeah. Once bit. in a while it comes out with her and it did definitely in that scene. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It was almost like they forgot and then they didn't go, Oh shit, we fucked up. We have to re re loop the, the, the uh, dialogue because you had your uh, Australian accent. Yeah. Um, and there are certain words she says that you can definitely hear it in too. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Every so often you write that there's a, a specific word that is just a little different than the typical New York Manhattan accent that makes it known that you could tell that she's from Australia. Um. Let's see. Anything else anybody want to talk about? Any other scenes we missed or talked? I mean, we, we hit a lot of good ones, but we may have missed something. I, I can't think of it. But if if there is anything, did I we miss? I don't anything? think we missed anything. We've gone over everything in the episode that I can think of. 
Yeah. And this, the weird thing is, is this is one episode I didn't watch multiple times. So I thought I was going to not be as well prepared, but, but no, I, I, I didn't have that issue. The only thing I was, I made a mistake about, and Kevin has a right to rag on both you and me, Barrett, is <laughs> the painting and of Nicole Kidman. And it is and with her uh, naked and the hair covering her boobs. What I can't believe is that he noticed it and you didn't. Um, well, it's just a painting. <laughs> You're still the boob man. <laughs> oh, I was watching the show with my wife, you know. <laughs> oh, he gotcha. Got it. <laughs> uh, oh, sp- speaking of a, uh, a, a show that's not directly related, but, but Big Sky, did your wife watch that show with you, too? Yes, yes. And we both were like, wow, at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We were that was a complete shock. That was like one of the biggest cliffhangers. Even though I don't think it is a cliffhanger when you think about it. <laughs> no, I think it was more of a reveal and and a shock. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but either way, I'll probably rewatch that episode too. It was pretty good entertainment. Um, all right, so uh, Kevin, what about you? Do you anything about you, anything else that you wanted to bring up that we missed? I uh, I was trying to think if there was something else that, um, you know, yeah, it was, I mean, I like, um, just briefly, I just like Donald Sutherland's confrontation of Hugh Grant in, in the, in the jail. No, that one, that one was very much a loving father, you know, kind of the, if you hurt my family, I, I will find you and I will kill you myself. Um, now, like I said, this is this is Donald Sutherland at a very, very good uh, performance. Well, that reminds me, too, of the scene where she's passed out and she's in the hospital. You have a great scene with him sitting in the chair, like unbelieving, yeah. watching Hugh Grant's character, Jonathan, hold her hand. And it's all this pretense of love. <laughs> Just it's a great scene. Yeah, sure is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Cause yeah, cause yeah, we, that's one thing we didn't mention is that she she passed out. Yeah, that's for right. no reason that we know of. Right. Yeah, that, yeah you're right. That was the big, big scene we we did completely forget. Yeah, she. Yeah. I'm just thinking it was stress. I mean, I think I, I yeah. Whether it's or guilt, but let's say let's say she's innocent. I, I think just the whole, you know, uh, seventy two hours or whatever many days it's been uh, has has just literally. Um, took its toll on her and, and I could see that as possible. I mean, and she's you know, being stalked too. Like, yeah, she, yeah, she's being, she stalked. feels it. She feels it. <laughs> yeah, she, she's being stalked. Her father, she just found out marriage was, was not what she thought her own marriage is, is kaput and, and not what she thought. Um, her, her son may be kicked out of her school for nothing. And, um, uh, the press is bothering her, harassing her, and 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 you know if she doesn't have a panic attack, it doesn't surprise me that she would have a fainting spell, you know, yeah. just just being beaten to the point of like no nothing, you know. Oh, then finding out that some kooky lady was was drawing naked pictures of her, you know, yeah. and it's, it's just it's just unbelievable the, the whole. So yeah, I, I I think it could be just stress related. And she was close to the kill site too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. What about you, Kevin? You think it's just stress related? The the pass out, the faint spell. 
Uh, could be. I mean, I I I doubt she's. I, I can you pass out if you're if you're expecting? I I really don't know. I'm. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know. She's pregnant. No, no. I'm just saying, is that a possibility? Besides stress. Besides. Oh, stress. oh, oh! I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Oh wow, that would add a new dimension. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but I mean, so okay. I mean, so let's let's just say, for argument's sake, that she's not pregnant. Let's hope, you know, because <laughs> that that's just not something she really needs right now as a go through a pregnancy. Because I mean, remember, you know, right before the murder, they they had. They had, you know, they had a few moments together. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and I don't, and I, I mean, yes, she's an older woman, but I don't know if she's gone through the, I, I don't know if she's gone through menopause. So, I mean, let me. Yeah, let me, I, d- I doubt it because she is. Right, right. She's, but in I, real life, she's, she's, I think, 50 or 51. Um, but. Well, that's kind of borderline. It is yeah. borderline. Yeah. You know that's borderline, so you know it's it's possible. Well, let's, let's look at it in in the show perspective, though. Um, she, uh, so let's assume she's not pregnant, because I, I doubt. We're, even though that's an interesting theory, I doubt that's the case. Yeah. So do you think? Yeah. Do you think? Do you think it's stress? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I do too. Oh yeah, there's there's no doubt. Of, I mean, like I said, unless she's pregnant, and I really, I highly, highly, highly doubt that she's pregnant. It's just massive stress, and like like you said, I mean, if you list all the stuff that's going on, she just found out her husband has was having an affair. She found out that he was fired because he was having an affair. He found out that she found out that her father was having an affair, and that the the, the household that she grew up with was a lie. She just found out that her that her son may be kicked out of school for nothing that for for something he had absolutely nothing to do with. Uh, you know, and now the, the guy who's married to the victim, uh, is now stalking her. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would be stressed. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Um, all right. Anything else, uh, Kevin, that you want to bring up? No. Okay. Very well. All right. So, uh, I guess we can give our final thoughts on uh, this episode here uh let's start with you Bert. um i'm gonna reiterate this show is great uh the acting is great um it's keeping me guessing and i like that uh, it makes me want to watch each successive episode um we only have two more episodes left and i'm looking forward to some answers uh i highly suggest the show it's good watch it all right. Very well. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much concur. I don't. I don't think I can really add anything else. So, what about you, Kevin? I I just re I forgot that we only have two episodes left. Um. Yeah, it really it really keeps your attention. There, there's no doubt about that. Yep. All right. Very well. Okay. So. Um, once again, uh, this episode was the highest rated uh, financially. Uh, not financially, I'm sorry. Uh, Viewership-wise, um, it is um, 
the next episode will be out on uh, the 22nd, 22nd, uh, which is the beginning of Thanksgiving week. And then the last episode will be the 29th, uh, two days after Black Friday. Um, so, yeah, it's wrapping up pretty quick. Um, we're we're going to be here next week uh, after we sign off with you folks. We're going to discuss when we're going to record it because uh, since it's a holiday week, we, we may be able to mix and match and maybe even get the episode out earlier. Generally, we've been releasing the episodes on uh, the Thursday following the Sunday episode. Um, so uh, catch us next week. We will uh, obviously it'll be a little different. Uh, next week will be Thanksgiving Thursday when we would generally release the episode. So uh, um, just either way, look for it sometime after the 22nd. Uh, we'll have the episode out. Um, and uh, Barrett, why don't you leave us out? Thanks for joining us on the Undoing a Therapy Session podcast. Um, we look forward to going over the next episode next week. And uh, again, thanks for joining us. Thank you.